Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. Who wants to say to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Guys, we are back after a little bit of a disappointing L that we took in Atlanta. We didn't quite burn it to the ground like General Sherman did back in 1865, probably. I mean, it, it's around there, yeah. Yeah, ballpark. I think it was probably towards the end Let of the war. Let me grab my history book real quick. As a history buff myself, I'm a little disappointed, gotta say. I'm a history minor, so I'm with you. Oof, both of us. <laughs> 0 for 2 and something we should be good about. Um, but as always, guys, we're going we're to break it down. We're going to bring you back to Earth because I feel like Packer Nation as a whole right now is kind of being a lot and... It's not my usual place to be the voice of sanity and not emotion, but that's what I'm going to do today. And that's what we're going to do today. Honestly, kind of scared by that. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I know you are, which is just going to segue us right into my first I know for I think and I know. I got one this time. Oh, look at you, Lucas Miller. I know. See, guys, if Luke knows his I know, that is a sign that everything's going to be okay. I like it. I know, and I've kind of already previewed, spoiled this. I know there's a lot of us that are hurting right now. I know that Packers read it, and everyone's saying, fire Joe Barry, and the world's burning down, and all this shit. And I'm just going to sit here and say, we're going to be okay, guys. We'll get into it more, but four of our best players on this team, not even just the offense, but four of the best players on this team were injured. One of them going down during the game, which then, of course, affects. It's worse when it happens in-game because then you're just kind of, you know, audibly changing the game plan on the run, on the fly. We're playing one of the greatest running back talents that we've seen, easily the best draft pick since Saquon, right? This is how some things were when we were playing Adrian Peterson. I was telling my dad's girlfriend during the game when when Bijan's making us look stupid. I was like, I just want you to remember what Adrian Peterson looked like. And it didn't matter if it was Christian Ponder or Tavares Jackson, a quarterback. They were still going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Our defense has two dropped interceptions. One of them would have been a house call for sure. And we'll get to it. And Jair had one of his worst days as a Packer, statistically. What do you expect when I tell that to all of you and when it's a young team? And we still barely lost the game. The world's not ending. There are going to be hiccups, especially with all those adverse things I just talked about. We're okay. I'm not going to say relax. I'm going to say chill. I really don't know what to do over here, guys, with Devin being the voice of reason. I just puts me in an uncomfortable position. I feel like I got to get all emotional about something real quick. Oh, I would love that. (laughs) All right, so I know. And this hurts me. This hurts me a little bit, honestly. I know that I'm uh, kind of ready to get off the David Bakhtiari train, which which makes me sad. And I, I, what I do want to preface this by saying is that I don't want us to cut him or trade him midseason or anything. But the fact that we are most likely, due to his cap hit and the structure of his contract, going to cut him after this year is definitely okay with me now. You had enough? I think, yeah, and it's not, I don't even really blame him. I know uh, LaFleur came out this week and and when questioned about, like, why he didn't play, he brought up, like, their swelling in the knee. Like, he was injured, you know. They asked him, would you play, would he play at Lambeau? And he said, probably not. 
did you feel the heat coming from LaFleur? That was kind of inferred whenever yeah. he's been asked about Bakhtiari. He did not like it. He's, and maybe it's the questioning or just the situation, but kind of like me, I don't know if you know this, but when I'm hot, you can feel it. When the floor is hot, you can feel it too. You can tell when he's a little uh, upset about something. Absolutely. And it's a hard spot to be in, right? Because when he plays, he's still an all-pro left tackle. Absolutely. Which he should get all the credit in the world for the fact that he cannot practice. He can miss games due to injury, right? And then come in and still just be perfectly fine. Like, he could not practice a single day the rest of the season. He'd still be a Pro Bowl left tackle. Might be a hot comp, but it's almost Jordan-esque. Jordan, like Michael Jordan-esque. The ability to just kind of walk onto the the turf or court, right, and just kind of play. It's unprecedented. Like I can't think of another player who has had an issue like this for so long that it still affected him that much, and he still performs at such a high level. It is kind of crazy that he's able to do that without any practice, with seemingly swelling, right, because he had swelling. You talking about practice? Oh, boy. Okay. We're talking about a ga- practice? Okay, AI. Um, but why I'm okay to get off this train is because he's never going to get better, right? There's kind of two two ways to look at this. Either he is purposefully not playing on turf, right, which is what a lot of people think online, or his knee is still screwed up, and neither of those are good options, right? Neither of those are good options. So thank you for emphasizing that. <laughs> so if he's more or less refusing to play on turf, right? Well, that's a problem. We play on turf during the season. I think uh, we have four games on turf this year on, on the kind of turf he, he does not like and people say causes more injuries and, and whatnot. Um, this was the first one of them. That's almost a quarter of the season. If you can't play a quarter of the season or you refuse to because of of potentially re-injury, that's a real problem, right? Especially the contract he's been given, which at the time was completely warranted. Um, you just can't have that, right? The other side is if his knee is still giving him this much problems, like, dude, just call it a day at some point, right? Protect yourself because you have to walk the rest of your life. If you're still having fluid buildup and swelling week in and week out to the point where you can only be very active for three hours a week, that's a problem. What about your wife and your kids and wanting to go out and do things with them down the road? Like right? you said, and I see chronic pain and chronic issues all the time as a nurse. So they are not easy to get a handle of and like you're saying man if you're just going to be making it worse and it's already this season we've kind of like penciled in if it's the turf thing it's four games automatically and that's just the turf games so like you said the fluid's still building up it's still rearing its ugly head it's like a coin flip if he's going to play any of the rest of them so you're looking at what maybe he plays half the season yeah something yeah and like you said, that contract was definitely warranted at the time, but now it's almost feeling at points like it's dead money. Yeah, which sucks because David Bakhtiari is such a great player and he's such a fun person. And I kind of like what he brings to the table leadership-wise now that he seems bought in. He didn't really seem bought in at the beginning of the offseason. But 
I really love everything he brings to the table, but dude, like if you can't play every game, if we can't pencil you in to be our left tackle game in and game out, barring true re-injury or a different injury or his random appendectomy last year, nothing you can do about that. No. But if we don't know if you're going to play every week, that's a problem. And that's we saw some of that during the game, right? Rashid Walker just blew an assignment right off the bat playing left tackle. And I know David Bakhtiar is not practicing, so he's not getting any of the left tackle reps. So all the other options are, which is great. But at some point, those reps are not the same as live game day reps. And you need to kind of build that line, build that um, camaraderie between between the five of them, right? That's a huge thing with the offensive line especially. The longer they play together, the better they get together. They know what each other are doing. They can hand off assignments better, right? Hand off rushers, pick up blitzes, all that kind of stuff. Just gets better with more game day reps. So we just, I feel like we just kind of need to pick a lane at some point. He's going to play out the rest of this year. Whatever happens, happens, right? I'm air quoting play. He's going he's gonna to play whatever he's going to play, and I'm going to be happy he's on the team because I love Bach, right? He's a fun dude. He's a phenomenal left tackle, which is very hard to find. But after this year, man, like I just, if he can't play every game and get, if we can't guarantee he plays every game outside of a different injury, then we have to cut him and go in a different direction, which I think we will due to the cap anyways. But we got to get this thing solidified. I couldn't agree more on the same page as always. I don't know if you're up for round two, but I have one that I would like to share. Go for it. Kind of hitting a little bit off of some things you were mentioning. I think this season, I might have magical powers. Oh, God. Where are we going? So after the first few plays, like you said, Rashid Walker you know, blows an assignment. He was getting blown up. And it was either after the first or second drive. I look at my dad, and I was like, that's Paul Barrelert right there. Right now, he's winning. There was nobody in week one who disappointed me. But right now, Rashid Walker is... Paul Bearer numero uno, at least for my Packers department. And then I thought he was fine the rest of the game. So maybe I just need to throw that gauntlet a little quicker. I mean, this in this game, I was fine. But like in general, right? Like when I'm watching the game, if mm-hmm. someone's sucking ass, I need to be like, Paul Bearer alert. And then they get it together. Maybe he heard me and he's like, oh, no, Devin. I ain't going to let you down no more, buddy. I ain't letting you down anytime soon either. Yeah, but. absolutely. It's not just him settling into his first real live game action or anything. It's definitely Paul Bearer alert. 100%. Yeah, man. I mean, I could be a witch doctor or some shit. I don't know. I'm still learning things about myself. Fair enough. Aren't we all, Devin? Aren't Indeed. we all? Do you want to throw him back, or is that too much? Yeah, no, I, I, I think I can come up with one real quick as I as I talk for a second. Are you sure? Because I'm the one who conjures. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, anyways, we're moving on. I, uh, I think, I think, we got a dude in Quay. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. And we've talked about this. We've talked about Quay on and off, right? Ups and downs. Devin's giving me some crazy, crazy looks right now. You're going to say, I think we have a dude in Quay Walker. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That Velociraptor rips people's heads off. He does, but it was really good to see what he looked like this game. Because this was a really interesting test for this defense and we'll get into a little bit more of this but really unique test that I don't think we're going to see for the rest of the season and Quay showed up Quay showed up I know he still had some plays he's making a lot of 
I'm going to call them AJ Hawk tackles. <laughs> Devin, do you want to explain what an AJ Hawk tackle is for us? No, I'm going to let you take that one. <laughs> Since you coined it, your joke, you jump on it. Okay, so AJ Hawk's great, right? All type leading tackler for the Packers, but he made all of his tackles like five, y- like at the five yard gain mark, right? None of them were at the line of scrimmage or behind. He's just hugging people, yeah. Yeah, so he got a bajillion tackles, but not necessarily a ton of tackles for loss or run stuffs, truly, right? Quay had a fair amount of those. He did. I think he had like 17 total tackles, which is, that's a crap ton, right? That's a lot of tackles, man. But he also, he was flashing some plays, showing that Velociraptor skill set a little bit. So I think he still needs to show consistency. He needs to be able to get off blocks a little bit better. Um, if we're going to play a super run heavy team like this, but overall, I like what I'm seeing, man. I like what I'm seeing. And I also like that we're, he is the LB one, right? He's carrying the dot on the defense. I was going to say, I pointed that out during the game. I was like, wait, Quay's got the dot and yeah, the dot week one Devondre's healthy. So if we're if we are playing a defense that requires only one inside backer, that one inside backer is Quay. Last year, it was Devondre. Yeah, I mean, I would say... Quay's he, calling the defense this year. I mean, if you had him in a race, I would say Quay's faster, and he's yeah. obviously going to have the higher upside. Devondre is a hell of a player. I love Devondre Campbell. If you listen to the show and have for years, you should know that I love Devondre Campbell. We both do. But Quay Walker's got that upside, man, and... He could be the future. He could be. I think he very well could be better than AJ Hawk. I think he is very well possibly the best Packers middle linebacker that we have seen. Good preface before we get some people upset. Yeah, with no, that. we're not going to talk about Ray Nitschke like that. Come on now. So basically, what AJ Hawk's the bar? So we're going to say Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett, right? Was Nate Derek- Wayne outside? I'm just kidding. He was <laughs> that good. He was fine. Are you going to say A.J. Hawker and Nick Barnett is the, the bar for us, for what we have seen? Yeah, I think that's the highest. I mean, Desmond Bishop two. had his moments, but he was never that consistent. Not for that long, no. Yeah, it's not It's not a very long list. I mean, we get into what Blake Martinez was fine. and then He was pretty good. I, I was fine with Goodson him. And yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think Quay has so much more potential given his athleticism. Um, he needs to work a lot on coverage, I feel, but I really like what we do blitzing with him. We blitz him a ton. I think last year he needed to work on coverage, and this year he should have two interceptions. Oh, he 100% should. He's definitely, now, to be fair, they're both kind of thrown to him for some reason, but he's making, he's invisible out there to quarterbacks, and I'm completely fine with it. What I'm going to push back against that, yeah, about how somehow he's in the right spot, is that maybe part of that's instincts, but also maybe... We're going to have a lot of people unsubscribe right now when oh, I say no. this. Are you really going to do it? Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Maybe Joe Barry calls a play, and that's where he puts Quay Walker. Maybe. It's a crazy thought that maybe Joe Barry isn't the root of all of our problems. Maybe. Hot take. I would say he's not the root of all of our problems, but he definitely doesn't help sometimes. Oh, agreed. It's just... A little annoying when immediately after a loss where the defense does struggle in the fourth quarter, which For sure. we'll get to, and I kind of already mentioned, that it's obviously Joe Barry. It's obviously his fault. I just feel like it's such a cop-out and a low football intelligence move to go out and blame him that I'm not saying Joe Barry is the dude. I'm not saying he's the best DC 
ever, but if I can get frustrated with Bear fans for just being plain stupid and not knowing football, I'm going to hold our people to a higher level of emotional, not emotional, I'm sorry, of football intelligence. It's good to have emotional intelligence as well, though. That's also very good. Have some EQ in your life. Yeah, a lot of people don't have that, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, here, what I want to do that we didn't necessarily do last week, let's talk about game flow a little bit. Let's talk about that fourth quarter, right? Because everything was hunky-dory until we got there. Let's talk about that fourth quarter, and then we'll kind of go in offense, defense like normal. Yeah, honestly, I was going to ask you if we just wanted to start maybe carry with game flow because I feel like it's it's the much more important piece of this game, right? Overall, you know, first three quarters looked pretty good. There there were some misses. There were some things we could have done better. For sure. Right? The two dropped interceptions, I believe, those are both before yeah. the fourth quarter. But let's also just think about for a second that Atlanta had been running the ball. All game, and we had had mixed success up to that point. Mm-hmm. But as we know, we, we do have pieces on the defensive line, the backups that we like a little bit better. We, we like them better than the guys we had before. I would agree with that. But this is still a defensive front that is obviously much better when we have our dogs in. And? And they're healthy. And? And not fatigued. And? And we're not playing Bijan Robinson. And? I was just going to see how far you could go before I, I say my point. And they don't have Tyler Allgaier, the alligator, who was just <laughs> chomping up yards? What? Um, no, I'm going to say uh, our our defensive line is not made for run stopping. No. And it's, as we've talked about. Especially not the guys that back up. Right. Brooks, Wooden, it's not their thing. They're disruptors. We talked about that last episode. They're disruptors. They're pass rushers. Right? That is not uh, necessarily the best recipe for success against a, a strong run game. So let me ask you a question. Go for it. Let's chalk it up to our old uh, virtual playbook like we always do. We're playing Madden. Okay. All right. You're up by 11. Mm-hmm. And this isn't usual Madden. So you can actually run the ball. Okay. I run the ball. I'm just saying in general, right? Like, let's pretend like it's Madden, but like with actual football strategy. Okay. You're up by 11. Yeah. As an offense, you have the ball. What are you going to try to do, Luke? I'm going to try to run the ball and milk the clock. Hmm. That's what I'm going to try to do. And if you have A.J. Dillon, who is ice skating on a turf field, what's going to happen? Not going to be able to do that very well. Especially if it's coupled with your two best offensive linemen are out. Correct. So at that point, you're definitely going to try to not run there, if at all possible. Mm. Okay. And your deep threat's gone, too. Yeah, you don't have him. Okay. Okay. So you may not be super successful Correct. offensively. Yeah. 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 You're definitely, uh, well, as you kind of mentioned, you're down your top four of 11, essentially, at that point. And if you look at the entire Packers team, I mean, your top four, I mean, if you look at like the best Packer players, if you mm-hmm. order the roster, mm-hmm. I mean, who interrupts the top four? Rashawn Gary, Jair, Jair, Kenny. So for your top seven? Yeah. Top eight. So, you know, that's somewhere around there. Significant. Mm-hmm. Half of your best players at least. Yep. So your offense isn't going to do much. You're going to go three and out, three and out, four and out. If, y- yes. And then you punt the ball back to Atlanta. So your defense doesn't get much of a break. And then what is Atlanta going to do, Luke? Well, I know what we hoped they would do. But instead, they just ran the ball. They did because they were having enough success Mm -hmm. during that earlier. So they just kept running the ball. And then what happens to a defense when a team keeps running the ball? And they get tired. And they get tired. And they give up points. And then the offense gives the ball back. And now you're up by... I don't want to do the math, but you're by less. Uh, five. We're no, by, by five. five. So, Luke, what are you going to do? Play caller? 
Uh, you're still going to try to uh, try to run the ball, try to milk that clock down a little bit. Another good long drive, and they're not going to have very much time left. You score. And how'd that go? Uh, not well. Why do yeah. you think that was? Um, well, we couldn't run the ball. Why couldn't we run the ball? Not a great offensive line at that point, running-wise anyways, at least. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Dillon uh, can't, has the worst balance in the world. Yeah, he needs to go hang out with some mind Biles, like, quick. Him and Luke Musgrave, let's do it. I couldn't agree more. So then we give the ball back to Atlanta. And yep. those big men on the defensive line, big, carry a lot of weight, cardiovascular conditioning is not going to be the strongest of their attributes. No. I think they might be a little tired. Maybe a little. I think they might yeah. be a little tired. Mm-hmm. So if you were Atlanta and you had good success running the ball last drive, what would you do this drive? I'm going to run the ball. Also because I'm Atlanta, and that's pretty much all I can do really well consistently. Yeah. And also... Because that's the one thing they do really well consistently because they do it so much. That's also how they game plan. That's also mm-hmm. how their offense is structured is to run the ball, which there are very few rushing attacks in the league like Atlanta. We can make all the jokes we want to about the Riddler, how they want to throw to Kyle Pitts, but what they do do well. And it was kind of a, a laughing point, honestly, when they drafted Bijan because it was kind of like, what's the point? Because this is one of the best rushing offenses in the league last year. They had Al Geyer and Cordell Patterson. And now you've got one of the best running back talents that we've seen in years. Hmm. I wonder what's going to happen. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. And they run, 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 run. And as I unfortunately predicted to my old man, I was like, the goal line, I was like, watch the read option here. Ritter's going to keep one of these. And my oh my, he threw out one of his puzzles and we just couldn't solve it. And he uh, went pretty much untouched. Rashawn Gary Rashawn Gary couldn't solve it. Yeah, Rashawn Gary was like, I'm going to tackle Bijan. And no, especially when it's, you know, whatever in goal from the two or three, if you're just thinking angles and geometry. Sorry, Mrs. Hubbard, I got a senior class, but I can tell you this one. You're not getting there. No. You're not getting there. Unless it's a weird freak play where he like runs into the back of a guard or something. There's no way you make that tackle. And at least give the boys up front a chance. If you contain the outside, you could have thrown Riddler back three or four yards. But no, Correct. and then Razuas tried to get through a blocker and it just didn't work. Didn't no. happen. So then what happens? We get the ball back. Now we're tight. Yeah. Right? We're now tight. We're tight. And now, Luke. All right, now let's get What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're still going to try to run the ball. And how does that go this time? Uh, just as bad as every other time. We know where this is going, folks. We punt. Atlanta gets the ball. They go score. And now we're down two, three? One. One. Only even one. We get the ball, 50 seconds to go, either one or zero timeouts. Zero. Just not good plays. The first two, I think Jordan Love was sacked on one of them. Um, I don't believe he was sacked, but close. There was a TFL, I thought. There was yeah. there was a negative play. Yep. And then, and I think a penalty, and we get to what, fourth and a mile? Yeah. Samari Toure fourth attempts. And, fourth and ten. Fourth yeah. and ten. Yeah. Samari Toure attempts to make a hell of a play. Yeah. Nearly makes the catch. Mm-hmm. And we like Samari Toure. We do. But he's not Christian Watson. He's not Romeo Dobbs. He's not Musgrave. I mean, it would have been a hell of a catch for any of them. And that's game. And that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. And that is the textbook definition of how to not play complimentary football. Mm-hmm. This game might have actually gone better for us if we didn't get out to that lead. I think it would have gone a lot better for us if at any point in time in the fourth quarter, like Bijan had just broken one. Right, just like an eighty-yard touchdown. 
Yeah, because then the defense would have hopefully had some time to. Correct. Yeah, the fact that they're uh, scoring drives. So here, here's the, kind of the list of them in the fourth quarter. Eight plays, 74, 75 yards. Eight plays, 44 yards. 12 plays, 66 yards. That's coming off a 13-play, 60-yard scoring drive in the third quarter as well. So our boys were our, out on the field a lot on defense. A lot. You can't expect them to no, hold in that be. point. No one's going to hold in that point. My God. No, especially not playing against somebody like Bijan. And we saw, we've seen the highlights. We've seen him juking three guys, three of our best defenders out of their shoes. What are you going to do, guys? He's an absolute freak talent. And if you don't mm-hmm. play complimentary football, if you don't at least give the defense a break, like when we kept going three and out and punting, I'm like, that's another score. Yep. That's just how that works. Yep. And now a better defense overall, right? Could probably stop him one of those times. Maybe. We're, we're not built for that. This no. is not. The Atlanta Falcons are a very unique team, right? Very unique team the way they they run the ball and the strength of the running game, the strength of the running backs, right? Algaier's great. Well, good, maybe not great. Bijan is phenomenal. I'd say Algaier is probably one of, if not the best number two in the league. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, Bijan's obviously phenomenal. You have the run threat with the quarterback. Yeah. You don't, you don't face that, right? Think about the other top running backs in the league. Is their backup as good as Algaier? Can their quarterback run? I mean, Giants, their quarterback can run. Saquon's hurt now. But their backup isn't nearly as good as Algaier. No. I mean, you had the Browns until they let uh, what's-his-face go, and now Chubb's hurt. Even their backup, Jerome Ford, I mean, he's not as good as Algaier. No. He stepped up well last night. He did a good job last night. It's a very unique um, game plan they have. And even the Browns, they're going to throw the ball more because they got Deshaun Watson back there. They think they can throw the ball. Yeah, the Falcons know what their plan is. The Atlanta Falcons are easily the most run dominant team in the NFL, and it shows they're good at their craft. Even last year, it was them and the Bears. I think the Bears are the most run dominant. Falcons were second, and then they got a generational talent running back. What do you think is going to happen? And I'm not saying the Falcons are world beaters; they're absolutely not. But I think their strengths lined up against our weaknesses pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we had them in a good spot. We were mm-hmm. up by 11 going to the fourth. And then when you have an offense with two of your best linemen out and your best running back out and what was a pretty good number two where we thought just unable to do anything and a young quarterback and a young team. And that's also something I just wanted to point out. That we've all talked about how this is a young team and there's going to be growing pains. The people that think the season's over and fire Joe Barry and all this stuff, like what do you think growing pains looks like? This, right? This. Because you saw some of it, right? AJ Dillon, okay, we learned something something there. Jordan Love got a little rattled. He missed right? some easy throws, yeah. Especially in the fourth quarter. He almost threw that pick to AJ Terrell. Should have been a pick, though. Right? Was bad. He just kind of like fell over on a sneak attempt, maybe. I watched him in his postgame conference, and he had said that apparently that is a play where they're originally trying to draw him off sides. Yep. So the play isn't live. It's not live until he says a magical word, and he thought that he said it. LaFleur said afterwards that maybe LaFleur said that the offensive lineman didn't hear him, so I don't know if that's Jordan taking ownership and defending his guys, protecting them. Or if, or if Josh didn't Myers say didn't it. hear it, or, or who knows. Well, nobody right. else moved. It wasn't that's just true. Josh Myers. So that's I'm going to guess he probably just didn't say it, which happens. He's young, right? Not Growing even pain. he's young. He's human. 
we all make mistakes. It was just shitty timing for it, and it, it sucked. Was. But yeah, you saw him a little rattled at times, missing some easy easy throws, and especially at the end there. So this is what growing pains looks like. But there's still a lot of positives. Let's talk about some of those from the offense. Another episode where on my way over, I looked for Crow. I looked for it. I went to Jewel, to Mariano's. No one sells Crow. That slow guy, Mr. Wicks, he pretty good. He is, man. He is. I know you were you were pissed when we got him. thought he was useless. We've gone over this, Lucas. We've I know. gone over this. I'm just going to keep bringing it up. It's fine. I deserve it. Didn't we also hit him on the uh, the first or the first flea flicker, the first play of the game? First play of the game. Was yeah. that him? Yeah, he drew the uh, DPI. Beautiful. I mean, it works. We had a couple, 100%. a couple nice DPI plays, which that's just as good, if it not is. better, sometimes. It is. So yeah, Dontavian Wicks, he looked good, which is good. I was hoping he'd get to do something after all those snaps last week. That amounted to nothing. Yes, apparently he had no catchers after one of us mistakenly thought he had a couple. Yeah, that'd be you. Just just a bunch of bad takes about Dontavian over here. Um, I was giving him more credit, okay? (laughs) Which I appreciate. But yeah, he looked pretty good, right? He only had two catches, but that that touchdown pass was nice, right? Good catch, makes somebody miss. He is not the world's fastest person, but he had enough speed to get into the end zone. So that was a beautiful play. I like the yards after catch ability we have. I was going to say, he's got good wiggle. You don't necessarily have to be a world beater because some of these guys, you know, like that that Marquez guy, super fast, but he can't he can't make someone miss to save his life. Not an ounce of wiggle in That's his body. It. That's the only tool he's got in the tool shed is speed. Mr. Wicks, I mean, you saw Mr. Adams too, right? Some of these guys that aren't necessarily, you know, four or three world beaters. He's got to have a little wiggle. You know, got to know how to set somebody up, make them look stupid, and Wicks can do that. You also saw just another game where he had so many snaps you're really seeing the trust that he has and i fully believe that he's going to be wide receiver four. you know coming in you know it'll be uh watson dubs reed and then he'll be right there and he will still get a good amount of snaps even when christian watson is back i would think so yeah given clearly the amount they trust him a lot of that probably comes down to how sure he is with his assignments and his run blocking, right? Because we really, we really appreciate that out of our wide receivers. But so happy for him to, to do something, right, and to to kind of get rewarded for the for his work and the amount of snaps he's been playing. So that was awesome. I absolutely love to see that. Um, looking forward to him coming forward, going forward. Speaking of wide receivers, that dude from Naperville, Naperville's own man. We got to talk about our boy, our boy Jaden Reed. Yeah, Naperville's own. I know. He's he is a problem. He is exactly what we've wanted for a very long time. Just an absolute slot god, gadget guy. Just give him the ball. Let him wiggle. I mean, get it to him any possible way you can. I'm never not starting him again in fantasy. I don't care what ESPN <laughs> tells me people are projected. He is he's getting the start. Uh, Led the team with eight targets. As he should. Uh Mr. Reed finished. It's only four catches. 37 yards, two touchdowns, but not only he's got the wiggle, he plays tough. Again, it's another A-B comp. I, I give you full props. You totally called that. I don't Thank think you. I made it clear enough in our show last week. All you beautiful comp. And to this point, I mean, the man's lived up to it. I think so. Obviously, he's not an Antonio Brown, right? But we can do so much with them, right? The little, the little touch pass 
which are really run, but they call it a pass. Whatever. Stat beater. Right. Just phenomenal in the motion game. I love that we get to use him because he is somebody that can actually threaten defenses, right? Last year, we used a lot of Christian Watson, which was awesome, but you don't necessarily want Christian Watson to take every motion, right? That kind of takes him out of some of the other route options he may have. Indeed. But he was really the only person we had that could threaten the defense that way. Jaden Reed just showed he can do it, right? He's the ultimate Swerve and Irvin at this point. He is what I always thought Swerve and Irvin was. I don't know why you thought he was going to be like this, because he was a running back, not a wide receiver. But also, his little out routes, man, those things are money. That's just guaranteed. And Jordan Love loves throwing them, and he's good at it. Great anticipation. Those little out routes from Jaden Reed, man, they're open every single time. Just keep throwing them the whole way. He's just going to look better, too, and we have more of the horses in the stable. Exactly, because no one's going to be able to really put a ton of uh, a ton of emphasis on him when we have Christian Watson back. But all that motion, those little flat routes, oh, love it. Absolutely love everything he's been doing. He's going to be a problem for years to come. He's the slot guy we've been looking for since young Randall Cobb. Amen. And we loved Randall Cobb, but you also had a plethora of riches in that receiving room. Yeah, like 2011. Yeah. So I feel like we were just kind of spoiled at that point. And while we loved him, it, this just makes more of a difference. Yeah, because he was wide receiver like five. Yeah. In the glory years. I was like, okay, yeah, James Jones can come out for a play for Mr. Cobb. Okay, that's fine. Let him do something. Right. Jaden Reed still got that returnability. I feel confident with him back there. That's really all I need from him outside of his outstanding play in offense. I mean, I'm so excited to see what, we, what we're going to cook up with him in the future, especially when we have uh, Christian Watson back. And even Sarah Jones out of the passing game, just respecting him, crowding the box. Both of them back. It's going to create some mismatches. It's going to be good. Speaking of offensive production, we got a uh, – we had a preseason prediction that we're going to do a little tracker on. Oh, God. I don't know if you guys saw, but Josiah DeGuara had two <laughs> catches, five yards. So we are now at, I only need 295 more yards <laughs> out of Josiah to uh, get my uh, my prediction. We're not quite on pace, but Jos- <laughs> Josiah's got the name of a prophet, and I think he'll make me one somehow. Speaking of no wiggle, absolutely none. The day that he makes a tackle miss, I will I'll buy a lottery ticket. I'm so sorry because Lucas lost his mind. You should also know that uh, I went to a, a sports bar to watch the game. And uh, so I was, I was having to slow my text for Luke and JP because they're both streaming it. And I cursed at both of them for not mentioning anything about Josiah on the delay, because I was very disappointed that he did something, and they mentioned nothing of the sort. So I guess it was maybe an over-exaggeration by saying he did something. But for Josiah's standard, it's pretty good. Um, doing. Let's do some math real quick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be. You just pissed yourself laughing. Can you just give me a little bit of love? I will say that his long was four yards, and he was upset he did not get more. So there, he left some meat on the bone there. He right? did. He did. Now, if we extrapolate his um, his offensive production for the rest of the year, <laughs> you said what three hundred yards, right? That's, Did we miss anything in the preseason? I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure I would have been just as on top you said of it. Three hundred yards, right? So total. He, uh, total. You think he's going to run the ball? <laughs> 
wouldn't be much worse than AJ Dillon at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Flashbacks to Aaron Ripkowski, although he was good. Um, Rip Rip was good until that until the fumble, fumble, and that was it. Sweet beard, everything. Um, Josiah is on pace for forty-two point five yards this year. Did you include playoff games? Because I might get up to like fifty. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have to go pretty deep in the playoffs for that. All right. I am now even more emotionally invested in this team and their success because I need Josiah to at least get to, I think, a sixth of my prediction is a very respectable <laughs> number, personally. Maybe that's a good thing I'm a nurse, not in business, you know. I feel like they wouldn't be very happy if my prediction was a sixth correct. <laughs> no, no, they would not be. No, they would not be. Um yeah, so he's only got 35 more yards to get there. Or no, my bad, 45 more yards to get there. Um, Someone throw him a bubble screen. So close. Come on. Um, anything else on the receiver room? I think it was. I was kind of surprised that Romeo didn't get more work, although from what I've heard from people that have access to a lot more film than we did, that they kind of intentionally try to shut down Romeo. A.J. Terrell, I'm sure, was on him most of the game, and he's he's good. He's real good. Well, speak for yourself because one of us might have watched the full game on replay because I like self-punishment. And, yes, A.J. Terrell was shadowing Dobbs, which just makes sense. I mean, if, if you yeah, are do the same. If you're a team that's actually going to call man, of course you put A.J. Terrell and Romeo Dobbs. That's just easy money. Yeah, and A.J. Terrell is, is an aggressive, good young corner coming up, so no surprise there. That was weird that we just kind of, like, forgot Luke Musgrave existed in the second half. Would have been a good game for him. Didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, which is weird, man. It's just, just weird. We got to get him more involved going forward, I feel. But that pretty much was the receiver room, right? Wicks, Reed, Dubs, Luke Musgrave. That the only ones that really did anything of note. Um, we talked a little bit about the offensive line already. I, I will say, you know what? I'm, screw it. I'm going to bring it back. Nashville's own was not terrible. Royce Newman did not do anything that was very bad. Yeah, I think it probably helped numb the pain because once I saw him go in the game, I knew something was going to go wrong, and it didn't really happen on offense. It was more at the least defense. not specifically because of him. Correct. So maybe I'll take it. Maybe we're feeling less bad about Elton being out possibly three or four weeks because Royce didn't look like complete doggy doo doo. I kind of, yeah, I I really don't know. I, I guess he's the next guy up, right? I mean, it's either him or Sean Ryan, and I feel like. Since Elton like went see... down, why would you not? Why would you not put the guy you'd put anyways? Like, it's going right. to be. Maybe they do a little bit more of an open competition, but I would be pleasantly surprised if it's anybody other than Nashville's own. Hey man, I gotta throw him a bone once in a while when he you know doesn't suck. So that's the bar. You not go. sucking. You go, Royce Newman. You go. Hopefully yeah. he'll be he'll be even better with David Nextrum this week, right? Do you think David's back? I hope so. I thought I saw something that he's not gonna. He's also not gonna be back for like three weeks. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He doesn't have doesn't just have David next to him. He's got Josh Myers too, all pro. Okay, let's move on, shall we? Do we even have to talk running backs? I feel like we've already made the point. I just, I really thought, especially with the way they talked about leading up to it, up to this game, that we'd see more Emmanuel Wilson, right? See if he he had a little juice or not, and we did not. Yeah, uh, pretty Josiah-like numbers. Three rushes, five yards. 1.7 average. Josiah had 2.5 per catch. Long of seven, though. I 
think he also had like a negative six yard run. Not his fault. But. No, not his fault. That first, yeah, that first run was like negative five, six yards. So not his fault at all. But I thought we'd see a little bit more of him, especially once we clearly saw that um, AJ did not have the juice at all. Um, he didn't, didn't even have like a hint of lime. Like there was, <laughs> there was no lime. There was no lemon in the water. It was just nothing. Like tepid water that sat in your living room for three days. Maybe your cat went and licked a little bit because it tastes a little funky. That's the type of water that AJ Dillon was. Great imagery on that, by the way, but Got you. Great great job there. Yeah, AJ Dillon, uh, man, I can't see him coming back next year. Right. At this point, if he does not improve, because he ain't it, man. He ain't it. I mean, we need running back two to be able to do something, right? And I think we are going to talk about AJ Dillon. I decided right now for at least a minute. What does he do well, right? We went over this, didn't we? We did, but now we watched a full game of it recently. The answer is still the same. And that is, tell the people. He's really good at losing his footing. Yeah. He's yeah. good at elite getting himself back up off the ground, you know, doing push-ups. Like after the play's after over? After the play's over. Okay. Okay. I can give him that. Uh, he appears to be a very loving husband and father, which are both wonderful things. He loves Door County and Culver's. He loves Door County. That's a positive. He uh, he's probably a coach's son. He shows up and works really hard. Probably knows the playbook pretty well. He's a a good team guy. He likes his teammates. Yeah, seems like he's friends with Aaron Jones. I think he can pass block pretty well. He ain't bad at yeah. that. No, no, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. We I don't just, know, man. We he, need something out of that, right? And it's terrible because he's regressed. Like he was better his rookie year. Definitely his second year for sure. He was better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And we were so excited for it. We finally had a real true power back. And I don't know what's happened to him. I'm hoping he's listening. And he's going to do something this week. I'm not going to hold my breath. It was so disappointing to see. And you got like 14 rushes for 55 yards. But when you're watching, there was so many times. There could have been three, four, five more. And you see him. You do see him fighting on a few of these plays where he Yeah, he, he had he some nice contact. ones where he, he kind of dragged people with him, right? Yeah, but it's just, it's not consistent. And then he has the, you know, fall down when you could have got four or five through a hole. Multiple times. I just Multiple times. I just don't know, man. I don't know what else I can say about him. I'm disappointed. I'm sad. Yeah, same. Same. Defense? Jordan Love. I don't think he played. I gave him a B. Doesn't help his, his, again, two offensive linemen are out, wide receivers out. And then he did just miss some throws. We saw some preseason, and the question's going to be, is it nerves? Is it, like you said, being rattled from adversity? Or is this just maybe going to be a part of his game? And I simply don't have enough data to answer that at this point. Small sample size. I think the answer right now is yes. I think he definitely was rattled in the fourth quarter a little bit, which is okay, which is okay. Um it won't be okay in a year or two, but I'll give him this one, right? You can have this free pass for me. But I still really liked a lot of what I saw, right? We, we got to figure out this, this whole deep ball thing. We gotta t- I feel like we have to take more shots downfield. I feel like he has to connect on more. DPI is not his fault, obviously. That, that is what it is. I'm not going to make that point for this game. Not so much, but it's something I didn't necessi- necessarily see us improve on. Let me put it that way. Okay, but also your best deep ball 
receiver is gone. And again, it just changes the entire geometry, which is like it completely does. We still need to try to stretch the defense at some point. Right. It'd be nice again with With Luke Musgrave, if nothing else, down the seam. Yep. Let's see something like that. That's what I was going to say. I don't know why that mystery game plan went away, why we just wouldn't use him in a game, especially where we could use him. I don't know. Matt LaFleur hasn't answered my texts. I think you could get Jaden Reed deep, right? He's fast. We can make it happen. Put him outside and send him. Why not? Even a slot fade, something. Uh, do something. I was right? just thinking, put be him outside so you can, you know, have a little separation with Musgrave. Well, yeah, whatever you want to do. You got options, but yes, I don't think he necessarily missed deep balls this game, but I, I want to see that in his progression. Maybe that's the way I should put it. Um, but he still throws with really good anticipation. I think that he's making really good reads still. It's very similar to the first game with that, anyways. Mm-hmm. He's not a completion percentage guy, apparently. Um, and that's okay. Obviously, he throws a lot of touchdowns, which is kind of odd, but in a good way. Oh, that uh, before we forget, that pass he had to, I believe, Wicks in the corner of the end zone. Perfect. Perfect, Perfect pass. Just a hell of a right. play by the defensive back. Which, 100%. Oh, by the way, the guys on the other side, they get paid too. You could argue that Wicks probably showed his hands a little early, right? That's what if everyone's he, been saying. If he holds him down like Devontae style and just kind of like pops him back up last second... Maybe he makes a sketch. Whatever. Rookie wide receiver. Things are going to happen. You're up against a really good cornerback. The important part here is perfect throw. Yeah. He's got that, right? He's got that in him. We saw some elusiveness running. He got 23 yards rushing. I like what I'm seeing. I feel like we have a good base to build on going forward. Agreed. Like I said, it was. I thought it was a pretty good game for him. You're still seeing... Except for bits of the fourth quarter where he's just calm, cool, and collective. You're watching the first three quarters, and it's the third and long or whatever, and he's he's the voice of reason. He's talking to his guys on the sideline. He is the field general. I do have faith in him. I agree it'll be interesting to see, once we have Christian Watson back, how he hits the deep ball. I think in preseason and in practice, we've seen that he's not afraid to. I actually think he likes hitting the deep ball. I hope so. It's just this game, I can only take away so much. Not only because we didn't have all the horses, but the game plan was just a little weird. And it's difficult when the most established receiver you have is pretty easily taken away by their number one corner. Mm -hmm. And something we should give him credit for is he kept the ball away from Jesse Bates, which was very important. I was afraid of that man coming into this game because a lot of our routes that we had success with against the Bears were over the middle. And Mr. Bates last week in week one all over everything sitting in like just a a cover one over the middle gonna jump on anything underneath which we did throw a lot of underneath stuff amazed we kept it away from him good job jordan love i'm still pretty pleased with what i saw for this loss i i blame you very very little i think that's fair yeah i i definitely think that's fair um Yeah, no, I, I agree with Jordan Love. I think he played pretty well overall. I think that's fair. Now we go to defense. Yeah, we can go to defense. We've talked a ton about defense already. Yeah, I mean, defense. I guess the only we, we don't other, have a ton to go over. Only other thing I'm really going to say about defense, and besides the the drop picks, which suck, um, Jair also, I believe, gave up like a nearly perfect passer rating when targeted, which bad just, bad day for him. Just not going to happen. He's one of the best corners in the NFL, and he, we have seen bad days before in the past. Unfortunately, they have come 
at unfortunate timings, not necessarily in week two, but some of the playoff games, he just completely disappeared. And that was also kind of a thing, a theme for a lot of our defensive guys. Quay Walker had a hell of a game. Besides that, man, I mean, I feel like people's names just weren't mentioned. Did Kenny Clark really do anything after the first quarter? Did Devontae Wyatt, my boy, really do anything? Darnell Savage almost had a pick on Matt Collins. Then Matt mm-hmm. Collins was a little dick on Instagram and was like, you're a savage until you see one. I appreciate the plan words, but <laughs> I was feeling happy with Darnell. He did have a couple of nice, you know, hits on people, right, where he, he wasn't did. necessarily. He did. Like it was someone like going out of bounds and he escorted him. I think he gave Ritter a good hit once. Um so playing more aggressive, you're still happy to see that trend. And at least on the Mac Hollins play, he was in position. Hollins is a big receiver. I think he's 6'3", over 2. He's got good Tracked. size. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a nice flea flicker, which with what they've been running was going to be very effective. I was a little surprised he honestly wasn't wide open. That He was wide open. Savage what? just closed the ground so fast. Okay, fair. But I expected that ball to go to somebody in red. That should have been a touchdown. And for then them. just to have green grass. Yeah. So should have been a touchdown for them. Absolutely. You corrected me. Good makeup by Savage. That's mm-hmm. something that we've been talking about with him for a long time. He's got the athletic ability. So I guess even if it wasn't a pick, just him still saving that from a touchdown, at least on that play, was huge. Just a lot of guys we didn't hear much from. Disappointed. I mean, the Falcons, as we've said several times, are a run based offense. I got Chris Lindstrom, but I really can't name that many of their offensive linemen. They're not world beaters. Mitch McGarry, I think. I think he's a guy. Sure. I don't know. I think that's a right tackle, if I remember correctly. But yeah, no, I'm I agree. I think it's hard. We have in theory a pass rushing defense. We did not have a good opportunity to do so. So a lot of our guys didn't look great, right? Enik Barre, not a great game. No, he got Bijan bad. He did. Uh, Justin Hollins, not a great game. As we talked about, Wyatt, not a great game. Slade, not a great game. Van Ness, he had a tackle for loss, but he got hurt, obviously, with his elbow. Any updates on that? Not that I've seen. Carl Brooks, not a great game. Rudy Ford, pretty rough game. Pretty rough game, I'd say. Preston, which is maybe our best bet at holding an edge, was okay, I think, but not, not dominant or anything. Yeah, it was rough, man. It was rough out there. At one point, I was thinking, it's a shame Anthony Johnson Jr. isn't active. Because why not just throw him out there and see what he can do instead of Rudy? Might as well. Maybe he'll be active for next week, especially depending on how some of our injuries are and how we you know, stack out with inactives. Man, it just, it, it kind of is what it is. I mean, the, the game flow was perfect for Atlanta. At the end, Or, yeah. I, I mean, at least... With our inability to get into an offense where we could run the ball effectively. We could not sustain drives. In the it would have almost been yeah. better if we just said F it and go five wide. That might have been better trying to kill the clock. Yeah. I mean, because the passing game wasn't perfect, but it was obviously much more successful than running the ball. I saw this got, this got brought up somewhere else, but I kind of wish we would have activated uh, Jonathan Ford. Yeah, that would have been nice. Just another very large human to stuff in there. Couldn't have hurt, right? Give somebody a few more breathers on the sideline. And like you said, another big guy. Because when you only have 
the two smaller guys, uh, Wooden and Brooks, when they come, you know, when Slayton or Clark or whoever comes out, it's somebody who is much smaller who's going down. And usually in those formations, we're only having two guys. One thing I want to point out quickly about defensive strategy yeah, instead of having an extra defensive lineman in, which I guess we were kind of hampered by because we didn't have another big body like Jonathan Ford, we decided to instead bring in Isaiah McStuffie, which I guess if that's your only option to get another like front seven body in, okay, but that wasn't effective either. No, and I think part of the problem there is we ended up playing our inside linebackers outside, right? Like, yeah, because it's like a 3-3-5 three, three, almost. Right, Quay ended up playing like the edge a bunch. Um Different Which angles, different I, vision. I like sparingly, right? I don't like that as kind of like this is our answer to a, a good run game. I don't like that at all. Because it was not the right answer. No, and I think I, you got to give some props to Atlanta, right? They have a good run game. They have a good run scheme. They did some interesting things going super heavy and unbalanced at times to certain sides, um, specifically the right side. They just completely overload the right side with large human beings, right? They did a lot of interesting things. They got Quay out there one-on-one on Bijan on that play that, that people are talking about, which is that's good offense, right? Your yeah. job as an offensive coordinator is to play callers to get the defense into that position. Get your guys the ball in space. Right, and then try to, if you know you have a great pass catching back, yeah, go get him on a linebacker. We've done the same thing a bunch of times with Aaron Jones. That's the way it works, right? So I, I don't blame Barry or, or Devondre necessarily on that. It's like, okay, as soon as I saw him motion out wide, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, yep, same. This is 100% going to Bijan because that's a matchup nightmare. Um, and it would be with even like all pro linebackers. Like, that's just a problem. Um, yeah, Fred Warner, maybe. May, maybe is the maybe. answer. And he's the best backer in the league. It's be- definitely the best coverage one as well. Yeah. So that, that that's pretty much the only shot you got. So I think they're very smart with what they did on their end. And they kind of played right into our weaknesses, largely. Yeah, it was the title of one of my favorite movies. It was The Perfect Storm. Ooh, okay. Kind of sad movie. But oh, right. that's the episode title right there. The perfect, you the got the preview. Storm. Yes, sir. I like it. Uh, real quick, 13 seconds of special teams thoughts. Carlson didn't miss. Wheeling can kick a ball, man. He's got a leg on him. I like that. Keyshawn, yeah. chill. Wouldn't wouldn't expect that special teams would be the one spot we would not be disappointed in, right? We just, Keyshawn, you got to chill a little bit. Would be nice, just a little bit. Maybe not go for a hundred nine yard return every time. Maybe cut that thing off at like one hundred five. I hear that, but at the same time, someone's fighting. No, and I I appreciate the effort. I absolutely do, hundred percent. But I just kind of want you to get momentum going in the correct direction. You know what I mean? You can kind of get behind a ball that's kicked at five yards into the end zone. Get get prepared to run forward. If it's at 109 yards, you're kind of back there on your back foot. Not necessarily uh, the, quite the same timing. That's all. Fair point. Who do we play next week? Is it New Orleans? We play the New Orleans Dare Cars. Yes, we do. I don't know if Jamal Williams will play. He was out last week. I, yeah, I don't know. And it was... One of the ugliest games I've seen against the Panthers with Bryce Young and nobody Dude, that, else. That was rough. That was real rough. I was going back and forth between that game and the Steelers game, and I was stuck on the Panthers game and the Steelers were at halftime, and that was a rough watch. There was one highlight play, a Chris Olave deep ball from Derek Carr. Nice ball, better catch. Michael I mean, Thomas had a really good catch as well. He got his butt inbounds. That's always fun to see. Well done. 
they uh, were so desperate at running back, they're using Taysom Hill at points. Which also just makes me sad a little bit. I know. It's going to be really bad if Taysom Hill runs for like 40 yards on us. Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't. Again, one game at a time. Mm-hmm. Now, the Saints do have, I would say, a good running game. But we're not playing the Falcons again. So let's just chill on that vibe for a second. Yeah, I'm not scared of their running backs. No. Okay, I'm with Bijan. Chris Olave's really good. He is really good. They have guys on defense, but they're older. Yeah, uh, Cam Jordan. Right. Yeah, Cam Jordan. The linebacker, Davis. Double, David? Demario Davis. Demario Davis. They got Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore is good and young. Hopefully Watson's back, because if not, Lattimore is going to take out Romeo Dobbs again. That's going to be Jaden Reed and hopefully Luke Musgrave show. That'd be a problem. Like three, four years ago, elite defense with these guys. Yeah, it would have been amazing. And now it's just a little bit more names. I think Davis still had a pretty good game and looking yeah. good this season. Yeah, he is. Somehow he's a little bit of ageless, timeless wonder. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see how the injuries stack out. Um, this is a game that I feel like we should have a good chance in, but it, it does a good amount depending on the injuries. 100%. I think we're lucky we're playing them without Alvin Kamara, which is always a good thing. I do want to go through here real quick. Anything you want, Luke. Anything I want. Okay. So I'm I'm looking through their, their depth chart currently, which I don't think you have up. Nope. This is going to be a fun game. There are... There are... Ooh, this is getting good. This is getting real good. Are you ready for this? Please. There are... I'm counting three former Packers on this team. Four former Packers on Christian this team. Christian Ringo, Jamal Williams... Taysom no, Hill. No Christian Ringo. Um, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams. You got two. Ty Summers. Ty Summers. Last position. Corner. This is going to be hard. Shannon Sullivan. No. Isaac Yadam. Does he play? Uh, he's listed as the second left corner. We're going five wide. <laughs> we are going to show no mercy and take no prisoners. That's kind of fun. The only way he's very not good. I would begin to lose faith in Jordan Love is if he stro- throws a straight up interception to Isaac Yadam. No tip, no throw out of a sack. Oh, before we forget, throw out of a sack. Razul God calling that he was going to get rid of his first career interception. And then look what happens. I might have gently pointed to my uh, Razul jersey at this bar with plenty of Bear fans and just gave it a little, uh, little airing out. Just remind everybody who's boss. I like it. I like it. Let them know. Let them know. It's a lot of former Packers on that team for not being another NFC North team. Right? Pretty impressed with that, honestly. And I like that they got a lot of our uh, not good ones as well with Ty Summers and Isaac Yadam. Yeah. That's that's a fun one. But that's last time one. we played them, we were laughing our butts off about Christian Ringo. And I think he actually had a tackle for loss. Yeah, and, did, yeah. and they absolutely whooped us. They did. I don't think they're going to whoop us this time. Derek Carr, man, not. I really like Derek Carr, and I really want him to be good. Seems like a, he's a good dude. You know, he's I love, probably a coach's son. Real blue he, chip. He, <laughs> funge pale, the whole thing. Hard <laughs> hat. Uh, first in, last out, right? That was literally what I was going to say. He's always on time for meetings. Uh, his brother taught him well. The uh, The ball comes out of his hand so nicely which is a weird thing to say, but like he has a, a beautiful release. Ball. He does. I love his deep ball. <clears throat> Last night I was watching the game and he threw this crosser. I was going left, right, deep crosser. 
And when the ball left his hands, I'm like, oh, he put a lot of touch on that. This is going to be an awesome play. There's a Carolina Panther just standing right under the ball, like catching a punt. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> We're still a nice pass and a, probably a good catch, too. Right. I was like, oh, it went straight to the defense. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this next week. Just completely never saw the guy drop in coverage right underneath the route. So we will have our opportunities with Derek Carr. You always do. Taysom Hill is always going to be a wild card. Right. You just never know. They called a they called like a tight end screen to Taysom Hill yesterday or last night. Actually, might have been a running back screen. Phenomenal! I love that. I've seen him do it before. You can send him on a post route from tight end. It's just, it's nice, like you said, they don't have Kamara because then there'd be two guys. But that in that offense, like from Quay's perspective, it's make sure you know where he is. Correct. Man. Him and Olave are the ones seven that can on kill seven. us. Seven. Pay attention to seven. I like that. There you go. Seven Maybe you just have him spy. Maybe you just spy, man, whatever you want to call it. You just put the Velociraptor on uh, the Taysom. Storm and Mormon and see what happens. That sounds like a battle of biblical proportions. <laughs> I should last quit time being I, a nurse. Last time I checked, I don't think there are any dinosaurs in the Bible. But I, am, I can go double check. I'm retiring from nursing. I'm going into sports writing full time. <laughs> Perfect. Uh we should win this game. I think we should win this game. You heard it. You heard it. I'm putting this down for a win. We have the receipt. We do. We do. Unfortunately, last last week's was wrong, but that's okay. I'm going to say we're going to win this one. I feel pretty good about it. I think we'll get two picks off Derek Carr. Okay. Who? Um, who's going to get him? I think Jair's going to make amends. Okay. I do. And then I think... Let me go Rudy Ford. A little bounce back? A little bounce back. Little, uh, A little Ford getting back. the engine going? Yeah. Taking I, off that rust? I, I think he knocks off the rust this one. That's where I go with. All yeah, right. I, I think we're going to win. Um, let me go a little higher scoring this time, right? I don't know why I believe this. Maybe I think Christian Watson's going to be back or Aaron Jones. Let's see. Let's go 31. 24. Okay. I like that. It's confident. Yeah. I feel good about it. Are you going to want me to make one, too? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to force you to every week. I don't know why it popped in my head. Maybe it's because Josiah did something. 38-13. Oh, I assume you think we're winning. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. Hello. After I was just like, the house isn't burning down. If I was picking us to lose 38-13, to the house would be burned down. 100%, yeah. Car would be blown up. Everything would be terrible. Yeah. All right, so for my super specific stats... I'm going to say Darnell Savage gets a pick six. Oh, I like it. I'm trying to think of something else. I mean, that's already a pretty good one. Tucker Craft gets a catch, and that's that's where okay. I'm going to leave it. Okay, I like Those that. Those are my predictions. Good for Tucker in your daydream. I like it. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. That, that freaking free agent guy that we signed? Sims. Sims. Sims has gotten snaps before Tucker crashed. I mean, Tucker's been out there. He's just very much been Mercedes. I haven't seen him do anything. He's been out there blocking. He okay. just blocks. The past two games, he blocks. Every single offensive play that we have, I point out to my dad and his girlfriend, like, who who people are, who the personnel grouping is. I announce it before nearly every single play. I have not seen Tucker Kraft. Maybe it was last week because it was on yeah, a crappy played. Bears TV. He played. I also had to be a little subdued. You'd be proud of me. Or disappointed. I'm not sure which one. Probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I was also a little bit of both in myself. (laughs) But as always, folks, and until next time.
Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.